if you are ready to take the hard road. The road less travelled. The path in life where the journey is more important than the destination. Then you are in the right place. Prepare to live with vigour. This is the Adventurous Gentleman Podcast. Welcome everybody, Will Bradley here from The Adventurous Gentleman, along with my man The Rev from Rev Hiker Outdoors, and today we are going to be talking about hunting knives, but first I want to give a really special shout out to a very special company that is near and dear to my heart, and that is Maven Optics. They have been with this show for a long, long time, and as hunting season's coming up, if you're looking for great optics at a great price, check out Maven. I highly recommend them. They've been getting phenomenal reviews all over the place, and they're the only bino I know of that is as customizable as they are and as quality they are with those features. So check them out, and if you do order them, use the coupon code NBHGIFT at checkout, and they'll send you some free Maven swag with your order. Now that that part is done, Rev, what do we have on this table? We've got, uh, well, we got some knives. So we've got, uh, <laughs> yep. we got a bunch of knives, really. A bunch of knives. Um, a lot of sharp, a lot of, a lot of money here yeah. in knives for two men. <laughs> it's possible that our wives will see this or hear this. So how many, how many of these knives does your wife know you own? Oh, she knows about them all. I mean, I, I got them proudly displayed in my, in my bedroom, actually, most of them. I would say <laughs> she knows about three of these, three so half of, these. of mine. Okay. No, my my wife uh, knows about all my stuff, and she frequently rolls her eyes about my <laughs> knives. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, more more importantly today, uh, I want to talk about hunting knives because um, I think there's certain things that make a good hunting knife, and there's certain things um, that make maybe a good outdoors knife but maybe not so good for hunting you know they're sometimes bushcraft knives and hunting knives yep they don't always share all the same characteristics and hunting season is coming and it's something that i'm prepping for i'm out shooting my recurve getting ready dialing everything in getting ready for bow season here in about uh a little over a month and a half right early september yeah. in upstate yeah. new york ladies yeah. and gentlemen here in the northern zone yeah northern zones what near near the end last Last I think it's the last September. weekend in yeah. September it opens. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not that far away. This is the beginning of August, so... I feel like we should do a disclaimer where it's like, go search your DEC website yes. to make sure you're, you're not listening to us two Muppets tell you yes. when your season starts. Yeah, definitely check check your stuff. Uh, you don't want to get in trouble with that. It's a big no-no. Um, but, yeah, so, I'm you know, we're going to talk about some of the knives that we carry while hunting, and... Uh, why we like them. Um, so first off, this is about hunting knives. This Correct. is not about bushcraft. This is not about what people will call survival knives. This is about knives to hunt with. And basically, well, Will, we'll start with you. What do you look for in a hunting knife? What does it have to be able to do for you? Uh, comfortable in hand is, I mean, you know, there's of course durability, all these qualities, but you can be working on an animal for a substantial amount of time, depending how skilled you are, how quick you are. I'm not that skilled and I'm not that quick. So I'm going to be doing it for a while. Yep. And if it's not comfortable in hand, if it's not really easily from easy for me to manipulate when the handle gets bloody and, you know, the fat starts building up on yeah. it, then it's 
probably not going to be my first knife I go to. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What would you say is your? Yeah, I think I think comfort comfort is definitely uh, really important, and I think kind of maybe to add on to what you said, along with comfort goes uh, grip. You know, it, yep. it has to be able to. I mean, you don't you don't want a knife that's like going to slip out of your hand because when you start slipping, you start cutting yourself instead of the animal, and that's that's no bueno. Percent. Um, so it's got to be something that even when it gets wet or you know, even if you keep it relatively blood free, which I can't. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of times I'm hunting in the snow, and so it's going to be wet if I set it down. You know, because I don't always stick it back in my sheath when it's all. Ganky. I usually try to, I try to clean it off, you know, mostly before it goes back in the sheath. Uh, so I only have to do minor stuff at home, but yeah, I think grip is really important. Uh, grip is in comfort and physical tactile grip. Yeah. Um, and then also I think blade shape, there's a lot to that and blade size. There's a lot to be said to blade shape and size. And I feel like there's a lot of knives that will be really close or really similar on that. But where you'll find those bigger discrepancies is in that handle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can work with a bigger or smaller blade, but if the handle's not right... It's not going to be right for you. Yeah, it's not going to be right. And uh, the other thing is, um, I know for me, uh, you know, I've had friends that I've gone hunting with and they go to take care of their deer and their knife is dull. (laughs) And it's like... So sharpness, maybe even more than grip, it's got to be really sharp yeah and i think that falls back on the owner of the knife more so i mean you can sharpen you can really sharpen uh but a lot of people they they don't even bother with having a little drag through sharpener which is crazy to me i keep one in my pack yeah and and that's like the most basic but it'll still do it still get the job done you know what i mean um but yeah i mean your equipment's gotta be ready a lot of people take so much time tuning their bow or getting their gun sighted in or, you know, getting their tree stands or this. And, and you know, and then they show up with a knife that looks like all haggard and rusted and just whipped. And I'm like, what? What? All this. All this. And this is what you bring? <laughs> yeah, this is what you bring. You, you've got thousands of dollars in your gear and you've got the $20 Walmart special that was on, you know, clearance on your way out of the store when you bought your hunting license. And, and you brought a baton to a knife fight. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And I mean, there's, you have the Havilons and the, yeah. is it the Outdoor Edges? Yeah. The, also, you've got you blades. blades. Yeah, you swap the blades out. We're not talking about those today or even the Tayo. The tie-o? I don't know how to yeah. pronounce them, but they're a super cool company. I see on Instagram a bunch that makes a very good accompaniment for the old Essie Azula yes. too. Looks really similar. It looks like a great knife. I haven't used it, so I can't talk about it, but I'm probably going to get one for the upcoming season to give her a go. Yeah. And we're not talking about that. We're just talking about fixies here today. Permanent. Yeah, I mean, because there's permanent edge. A lot of guys will use a, a folding knife, which, you know, for field dressing an animal, I usually stay. I mean, I've got good fixed blades, so why would I carry a folder? Why would you want a broken knife? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't know, Will has a friend that says, you know, any knife that folds is broken. Yeah. You have to um, fix it to use yeah, it. Yeah. Fix it to use it. That being um, said, he's a huge fan of folding knives, yeah, but still. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, that's, that just adds a whole layer of difficulty for cleaning. So I right. usually stick with my fixed blades, but 
Um, I see folders, and I think we've talked about this before, as more of a secondary and accompaniment. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think some of those uh, replacement blades ones do fold. So, again, it'd be an accompaniment to some of these other things we'll be talking about today. What do you think about, like, those, like the Havilon and some of those others, especially the Havilon, because that probably has the thinnest blade. Um, Are you comfortable with that for field dressing? I haven't haven't used it enough, honestly, to tell you if I'm comfortable, but I will say this. I am more prone to use something I don't have to throw away any parts. I like really solid. Good stuff. I I do, and that's kind of of me. I think we, we live in a thing where a lot of things get thrown away, and I've actually taken a bunch of shirts recently to get rehemmed, jeans to get repaired. Yeah, because I don't like throwing things away. I'd rather get something and keep it. Now that being said, this doesn't take away anything from those products. Right, and like I said, I'll probably get that that one this year and give it a shot and see how I really do feel about it. And maybe there'll be a video this fall that says Will was super wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but you know maybe not. So we'll, that's yet to be seen. But what we do have experience with is these knives here in front of you, and so that is what we are talking about today. Yeah. So why don't you do us the honor, Rev, and start us off. Let's go from least likely for you to use to most likely for you to use. Okay, uh, so let's go here. So, all right, first off, I don't like a huge knife when I'm hunting. It, they, they get in the way when you got to reach up in there and, and do the stuff. So for me, about four inches is pretty much perfect for a hunting knife. That's what she said. <laughs> well... Hey, family channel, family channel. Um, so for me, um, you know, something like this, this is the Enzo, um, camper, uh, 125 or one, I can't remember. I think it's 125. Um, this is a Scandinavian grind, which is not as good for field dressing. It's great for woodcraft, but for me, this is like a five and a half inch blade. This is, this gets in the way. It's now, let, too much. now let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah. You could do everything you need to with a deer with that knife no you absolutely could and some guys you know who field dress by splitting the sternum and i know some guys that carry an axe to field dress because they they hack through you know the the pelvis and they do stuff like that they haven't heard of a saza yeah (laughs) i don't i don't need to do it i i go the old school method by uh cutting around Around the the old the old rear end there um and just pulling it out instead of having to split it um so you could absolutely do it with this but for me this is it's too much knife. It's comfortable, but the grip is a little bulky, and these smooth uh, birch scales are not going to do it for me in the wet. You know, bloody, this, bloody this, and fatty. This is actually a great time to bring out this knife because I have a somewhat similar knife with the Hell, and again, beautiful birch handle. It's a little yeah. bit shorter blade, and I have used this a bunch right. to actually gut and uh, process deer and i had the same kind of feeling where i probably won't use it that often if again because of the handle and the issues of it gunking up and getting really slippery and tough to manipulate and that's just not fun right and that's i mean so for me that's kind of an issue I really love, I mean, these are gorgeous and I love the, they figure. are beautiful. Nice. You know, I love, I love birch handles. I, I love, love birch scales on those and, and the pins and, and, and it's all looks awesome. And for, for uh, like bushcraft, if I could only have one great. knife, I'd be on this. I would yeah. over some that are way better for hunting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but for hunting, I'm pretty much going in there to hunt. You know what I mean? I'm not like, <laughs> this isn't for survival. Right, You're not right, taking exactly. one knife, only yeah, one knife right. to rule them all. Um, so for me, the Enzo, would it work? Yeah. A little too much length and the scales are not optimal for me. Um, you know, probably, I don't know. I actually, I've taken this, this is the Benchmade Bushcrafter and this is just, I mean, it's beefy as heck. It's really thick tang and pretty much indestructible. Uh, this is G10 scales. It's a little, it's got more of a guard and, uh, in the front and the back. So you can, it kind of locks in a little better. And that is nice. Yeah. So, and that is nice, but, um, G10 can this, this, the way this G10 is milled, it can still get a little slick. Um, but this is not quite as long, so it's better that way, but it's thicker blade, um, totally could do everything with this knife and i've actually taken it hunting with me i didn't shoot a deer that day uh, but it came with me so i, I was <laughs> went willing for the to, ride <laughs> yeah it, it went along for the ride uh took some cool pictures out in the woods uh you know that's good but, but I, ne I never got the job done with this so i can't say that i've used this you know specifically on deer so i, I don't know exactly how it would work but um there are better options for me um great knife and i love it for bushcrafting in, in but not my first choice for hunting. another knife. Very similar story, but again, it a little shorter blade, maybe even a little bit easier to manipulate. And this, I am going to be taking out here this year to give it a go and see how it stacks up against this little sister. And that is the SE three by SE, and we've got the SE Azula two, and I've also got the SE Azula one. Pulling out a lot of knives here, but that is because to show you guys the difference in the size. This is a knife. Right here, this is Zula too. You see co a company, a lot of guys who do a yeah. lot of mountain hunting. And the yeah, reason absolutely. is for weight. But also, this is going to get it done. If you accompany this, or at least from what I've seen with those other knives that are a little more uh, surgical, mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier, you, you've got a heck of a kit that you're going to do a lot of work with. Right. That being said... If you want something a little bigger, a little more comfortable, this SE3 would be a great option for doing that and yeah. you know your general hunting tasks. Say you get up there and you want to take some branches off or mm -hmm. do something that's going to be something that you might feel a little more comfortable doing those tasks with. But if you're looking for just processing, you're out there and you're looking weights and issues, something like that, that Azula 2 is a great knife with yeah. a super comfortable handle, really easily manipulated and the azula one you know it'll do the same thing but honestly i think it's i think the azula two is more comfortable well you get it's like an extra half inch or so in the handle and it's a big difference it it, it feels like a big difference when it when really it. it really does um, and as far as the se3 goes i've got an se3 now this has the g10 scales mm -hmm. mine has the um the linen micarta Ooh. and that one's fancy. Oh, I love it. I, I know. I really... And we, actually, we talked about this earlier. Why do you love that Linden Micarta so much? Okay, so Linen Micarta, or really Canvas Micarta, basically Micarta in general, when it gets wet, it kind of gets tacky. Almost like tacky, or not like sticky, but it doesn't lose anything. If anything, you might be able to lock in a little better when it's getting wet. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. And it doesn't absorb into the material at all. It, it dries really fast, but there's something about it. Um, and this Enzo is one that's got it that I'll show in a minute. Um, but it just, it, it just, I don't know. It's great when it's wet. And actually my SE three is what I, uh, took care of both my deer last year with. And how did and it work for you? I loved it. 
it was really good. I mean, that, would that's you definitely say a go-to. This is about the biggest blade you would want to go when it comes to processing. Pretty much working on a deer. Yeah, I mean, in all reality, the SE three is pretty much perfect size for me because I can, if I wanted to split the sternum, I could. It's plenty strong enough. I don't, but could it do it? Yeah. And it's it's still, especially with this forward choil, where you can really get up there and get some, some good control. And, you know, the blade's too long. You run the risk of cutting stuff that you're not trying to cut. And that and is a terrible yeah, mistake. You ever that can n- nick you. a bladder or nick the guts or it's just, it's, it's horrendous. You don't want to do it. That's why a smaller knife that's more maneuverable is better for me. Um, and that brings me to, well, I, you know, I'm just going to pull this out because I like this knife. This is a Falkneven, <laughs> this, this is a Falkneven S1. This is another five plus inch blade and um, great for bushcraft, but I probably won't take it hunting. Even though the rubberized grip is really good in the wet, it's just too much knife. Rev just wanted knife. to show off just, some knife. <laughs> well, we, we talked about doing like a bushcraft versus hunting knife thing. So I yeah. had some bushcraft knives. So there you go. I'm not just a total wacko. Uh, I just, you know, I just like I it. I love knives. I just love it. Um, but as far as about perfect size to go along with this SE3 um, is this Enzo Trapper. Uh, this is the Enzo Trapper 95 and and... I think it's pretty much designed for hunting and trapping and skinning. And, and, and tell and, me what to you makes that perfect. It's beautiful. Okay. Beautiful knife. So what was the first thing that you said was most important for you? Grip. To me, nothing, no knife that I have ever owned has been this comfortable. It's just for my hand, I wear XL gloves. This is perfect. Let's see, show them the mitts. Show them the mitts. The mitts. Was there some big mitts? You've got some big mitts on you. <laughs> um, but this is just perfect. The palm swells just right. And this micarta, I mean, it's pretty humid right now. Feel how yeah. that thing just kind of tacks up. It, re- it really does. You're not getting a lot yeah. of slide I mean, it's, it's in either and everything, direction. You wouldn't expect that, too, from the shine you're getting on it. You're getting a lot of shine on this knife. Yeah. And it's super grippy. It really, it really is, and it does feel nice. It feels really well balanced. It almost feels... It feels a lot lighter and more maneuverable than it looks. Yes, and part of that is the full flat grind on the blade. Now, full flat grinds aren't the best for bushcraft. There's better designs like a Scandi, but for hunting, I think a full flat grind is nearly perfect because you don't need a crazy amount of strength. You need something that's going to slice. Exactly, you're not chopping. Right, and that brings me along to this Benchmade Purdue Hunter, which when you you compare it to this Enzo... A lot of similarities. A lot of similarities. It's got S30V for the blade steel, um, and this is this is linen micarta. Okay, not quite as tacky as the canvas micarta, but it's still there. And this, you know, the Purdue Hunter has the jimping right where you want it, and uh, you can actually remove these uh, scales quite easily and do customs if you wanted, uh, or just go without it i don't know if you need to i think these are really nice scales they're really nice and you know again that's like a i think it's a little more than three and a half inch blade um and for me that's pretty much right like in the sweet spot of where where you want you can see the cutting surface on these is the enzo's got maybe maybe a quarter inch more um but these are just for me these three right here between the se3 and like one of these if you brought one of those, 
you I don't think you'd ever need more than that. I think we're gonna have to do a video this fall. Yeah, we're gonna have to do I a think shootout. we'll do shoot we'll do this will be the shootout. Yeah. Tell you, you I, I think you could take care of any game animal in North America with that. With with all four? I would hope so. <laughs> no, no, I mean with, with, with any one of them. Yeah. This this yeah. might be a little light for some of the, the bigger game, but to be honest, I really only take care of whitetail. I, I'd like to get out and get some elk or a moose at some point, but for whitetail... Whitetail like, will be the test subject. I'm yeah, going to tell you that right sure. now. Yeah. Most likely a doe. Yeah. <laughs> As you saw, well, yeah. there was some running Yeah, we just a minute ago. Earlier. Yeah. But, um, so, it's funny, because you actually mentioned what can take care of... Just about any sharp blade can take care of yeah. a animal. And that brings us... To this bad boy this right beast. here. My $5 Bowie knife I purchased at Hinge Hardware back in the day. And I don't know if we've brought it out since we talked about this. But as you can see, the Rev put a edge on that second to none. This thing is hair popping sharp. And you know what? It's going to have a nice... I've never gutted a deer with this. But my prediction is... My prediction is I'm going to be able to get it done this fall, and I'm going to use this one time and see how it works. Because <laughs> it'll, it'll get you it see done. here, you got this nice custom custom kerfs for yeah. grip in the wood. I believe this is walnut, if I had to guess. I'm not sure. You think, I'm not you think sure. that's walnut? I don't know. I think that's a little high <laughs> end. You think it's teak? Pre- it's teak. It must be. You know Teak's not cheap either, though. It's mahogany. Mahogany, yes. <laughs> Smells rich mahogany. It's a very expensive knife. It's got two pins here, which I'm pretty sure are made out of rare metals, rare earth metals. That'll give you extra mm-hmm. grip strength when you're right. processing I'm the sure deer. It is. It's stainless and from China. And the Chinese have been known for years for their cutting tools. Yep. Also, also, it it has a full tang. See Hope that. you guys are wearing your boots. Full it's getting quite deep. Full tang. It is full tang, though. Like, <laughs> I'll give it that. It is full tang. And you want to talk about non-slip handle? Look at this. Look at this. How are you going to slip past that? Yeah. You'd have to have the hands of a monster it's to like slip past this. Tactical guard. It's tactical guard. It's got a tactical guard. It's got a nice saber grind. Oh, my gosh. I'm just making things up. And uh, I I'm going to give it a go. It's sharpened. We'll see how it goes this fall. So stay tuned. But we're going to show you that literally you can process a deer with anything. Yeah. And well, it, it may not be the to. best idea, but you're going to see some stuff in the future here. This little guy, I brought out this little guy because it's my wife's knife. And when she bought it, she bought it, I want to say Etsy. I have no idea really. But it was beautiful looking nice. It's advertised that it's ram's horn. And she did gut a deer with this. And I'll tell you what, it was a phenomenal little knife. So you never know. You never know it, what you're going to find out right there. That's right in that sweet spot it, of size. I it, think I think I, a, there's a lot of things. I think size and, and grip are the two biggest deals. As long as a blade has a decent belly. You know, I don't want to be gutting a deal with like a Warncliffe or anything. No. You know, with a total straight edge. I, I want a belly in it. I want it to be... That's like the magic size right there. And what's interesting about it, having that animal horn is it gripped really well because I, I gave it a go when she was doing it. It cleaned up nice. You do get a little, uh, 
uh, tarnish here on the edge, but it, it was a phenomenal knife, and I don't think it was that expensive. And it goes to, even though this is a no-name brand knife, it sticks to a lot of those fundamentals Drew was talking about today. So don't feel like you got to go out there and dump a ton of money and get a super high-end knife either. And I'm sure if you have any questions at all or looking for any recommendations, just comment on the video feed, yeah, whatever sure. you're seeing this on below. Drew or myself will try to pop in there and point you in the right direction. Yeah. I think uh, so. you can get the job done with it just about anything. You can right. get it done with a $20 knife, no doubt. But probably only get it done once. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like I, I know people that have had to stop and resharpen during a field dressing, which is really sad. Actually, I mean, we should a, we didn't even touch on that. Yeah, is the I mean, time to resharpen? That's yeah. you're better off getting all this done. It's kind of like broadheads with archery. Is you're not you might not get that second attempt to go back through. Not I mean obviously processing yeah. a little bit different, but make it count that first time. Yeah, and you know it's just uh, I usually carry two. I'll carry a good folder and and my fixed blade. That way, if I lose my fixed blade, you know something happens. Um, and it's whatever, you know, it fails. I've got something else, but I actually you know. processed a deer with a, um, a fighting style knife. Mm -hmm. It was the pie slicer by Jimmy pie. He does. I remember cuss. that one. Yeah. 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 You sharpened it for yeah. me and it's actually got the, uh, double edge there. What's the yeah. technical term? I don't know, but you know, for, it had the linen micarta, I think mm -hmm. handle on it. And again, it, grip. it did the job. It was a good size. I wouldn't go with a double-edged blade in the future. I would highly recommend not doing that because yeah. there was some little bit of stomach tear, Issues. no matter yeah. how how careful I tried to be doing it. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't have all these knives, and I had that, and I bought it because I saw it on Instagram, and it looked really cool, and it is cool. Instagram, by the way, is going to be the downfall of my bank account. Yeah. See cool stuff on Instagram and it's all a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Hate it. And that knife did the job. So, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. meant to be more of a fighting right. knife. Yeah. I mean, pretty much anything will get the job done. There's definitely characteristics that make it better. And obviously the better the knife steel, the less you have to sharpen it. Um, you know, like my SE, I did both those deer without having to touch it up because I could still shave afterwards. You know, and that's that's only ten ninety five. As you can see, though, folks, he did not shave afterwards. <laughs> I've got bald spots all over my. All over testing, testing. But yeah, no, I, I didn't shave. I probably should have done my cheeks. I just look like touches, a right now. just touching it up. You got to be yeah. really good to do those touch ups. Maybe, maybe that'll be like the end of the video. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll touch up with one of these because they're all they're all good enough to do it. Screen face to black. You just hear, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done it before in a pinch uh, all right how do we how do we want to end this thing um how do we want to end it well hey guys thanks for watching if you're watching this on uh my youtube channel on on rev hiker outdoors uh i appreciate you guys watching don't forget to thumbs up and subscribe if you're listening to this on uh will's podcast then can you subscribe how, send money just send, envelopes send, of money send spray of with money. perfume yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, thanks yeah, for I watching. Know. Thanks I for just... listening, and uh, yeah, we you, appreciate it. You know what would be helpful is share this. Share this yeah. out there. Yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. And uh, for uh, for all my my guys that are watching, I'll I'll record a separate little ending to this as I always do. 
Um, but uh, we'll catch you guys later. There's going to be more collaborations will, between Will the separate ending go, disregard everything Will said during this episode? <laughs> no, no it'll, be, it'll be like my little encouraging word, you know? What's uh, your encouraging word? I'll hear some encouraging words. Encouraging word? Um, Let's hear, right. How about some scripture? You got any all scripture? Right, a little scripture. I'll talk about being covetous because we were talking about oh, seeing gosh. stuff on, on Instagram. So <laughs> this is, this this, is, you know, funny you mentioned this. I had my son baptized at the church I grew up in on Sunday and mm-hmm. this is what she talked about. This is what they talk about, yeah. This is what she talked That's about. That's how it goes. Um, but yeah, you know, as much as sometimes uh, I, I get to, I see things that I want really bad and it can be easy to fixate on that stuff, but you got to remember that there's always more important things. And, and uh, you know, I might, I don't know, I just uh, don't, don't get so fixed on stuff. Um, if you can, you know... You, like like we said a couple times, you can get it done with just about anything. So don't freak out if you don't have a top of the line knife. There's plenty of people uh, that used to get the job done with rocks before. You know what I mean? So, Sharp rocks. Yeah. So so don't be covetous. Uh, you know, the Bible talks tons of places. When you get focused on stuff, you miss the things that really matter. You miss relationships with people and the experience of hunting. And uh, so I, I try not to get hung up on gear. I do enjoy it. But if you get hung up on it, you miss the the blessings that God has for you and the relationships and the time spent in creation. So with that, thanks for watching, guys. Will, any closing words? No, that was beautiful. I don't want to mess this up. Bye. All right. <laughs> See you guys later. I'm going to run out of here. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, man. I liked it. Yeah, that was, I think, dude, that coveted stuff at the end, that was brilliant.